The Daily Rios, Episode 439, Timeline Tuesday for October 2018. Hey everyone, this is your host, Peter. Squeezing in another Timeline Tuesday here, where I get to look at some comic history, anniversaries, first appearances, first issues, last issues, creator info, and more for the month of October. And this time we're celebrating 10 years ago, 25 years ago, and 50 years ago. These are release dates, not cover dates, as best as my research allows. And the fun part about doing the research is I get to go back and look at what was going on within a publisher or a title or a character. And a lot of times it makes me go, hmm, you know, I kind of really want to read that again. (laughs) Or I stop and think, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was 10 years ago or 25 years ago, etc. And then there are some other things where they are celebrating an anniversary. You can you can kind of connect it to what's going on in current comics, although I don't know if there's much of that going on right now in uh, this episode. As always, if I've missed anything, if there's something that I've overlooked, uh, by all means, send me an email, peter at thedailyrios.com, or leave a comment on the website, and you can always follow me through Twitter as well. Okay, let's start. Ten years ago... October of 2008, Action Comics 870, we had the death of Pa Kent. Not the first time he's died, certainly not the first time that he's died in any medium, right? You know, he's died on Smallville, he's died in the movies, uh, in comics. Um, This was by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. It was the end of a match against Brainiac, uh, a pretty brutal match up and story with Brainiac, all for the survival of Kandor. And because Kandor was um, returning to its normal size uh, on Earth, Superman was distracted. And he was watching this city that had been stolen off of Krypton be reborn over the Fortress of Solitude. So he was distracted, Pa Kent was having a heart attack, and he died. And Superman wasn't in time to save him. This would um, then be connected and continue into the Superman New Krypton special, where we got Pa Kent's funeral. Uh, We learned a little bit more about Kandor on Earth. They started to discover their new powers. Uh, Supergirl reunited with her parents. She didn't realize that they were still alive. And at the end of that special, because there was a potential threat of all these Kryptonians, we had General Lane, Lois Lane's father, teaming up with Lex Luthor because he felt a war was coming and a war will be coming. So all that was going on 10 years ago in this month of October. Also 10 years ago, uh, G.I. Joe, A New Beginning, uh, the Zero Issue, was a one-shot released by IDW. They were kicking off their G.I. Joe line of books, which they inherited from Devil's Due, And this one-shot would spin off into G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe Origins, and G.I. Joe Cobra. So IDW has had the line for 10 years now, as of this month. Marvel was knee-deep into Secret Invasion. They were up to issue 7. They are just about ready to end that event. 
So I didn't really have anything from Marvel in terms of specific issues because a lot of it was either wrapped up in that we were kind of, I don't know, set into the second or third month of Brand New Day over at Spider-Man. And um, I don't know, it just didn't seem to be anything. Nothing really jumped out, I should say. But I do have a feeling that I may be talking a little bit more about Marvel uh, come uh, November for the Timeline Tuesday November episode. Finally, for 10 years ago, we had the final issue of Checkmate, issue number 31, a series that was uh, very under the radar, very smart. Greg Rucka's Checkmate. He was the writer for the beginning. I don't know if uh, I didn't check to see if he was the writer at the end, Um, but a really great series. And that is definitely one that I want to read and finish reading because I started it, but never finished it. So that ended 10 years ago in October. Let's go to 25 years ago, October 1993. We had the first Batman Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween special by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. There would be three of these specials and they would lead up to uh, Loeb and Sale's collaboration on Batman The Long Halloween. This first special was entitled Choices and it featured Scarecrow And if you've never read Long Halloween, uh, you know, that's a great, great series, uh, mini-series, maxi-series, whatever you want to call it. And um, looking up this little bit of uh, information for 25 years ago, I realized I never read the three specials that led led up to it. Now, they don't lead up to it in terms of the story, I don't think. Uh, It was more about the collaboration between Loeb and Sale. But if I'm wrong on that, someone please correct me. Also 25 years ago, we had the first issue of the ongoing Robin series, which would last 183 issues and would end in 2009. Uh, This first issue had art by Tom Grummet with inks by Scott Hanna. Tim Drake is the Robin at this time. He gets kicked out of the Batcave by (laughs) Azbats because, you know, Night Quest and Night's End or whatever, something was going on at the time. Um, He had a car named Redbird in this issue, and he would slowly develop a supporting cast. Um, It was a very popular series at the time, and, you know, it lasted almost 200 issues, so that's no small feat. Over at Marvel, Gambit, one of four. Gambit gets his own miniseries by Howard Mackey, Lee Weeks, and Klaus Janssen. I can remember that first issue cover being a cardstock cover uh, with some gold lettering, I think, and uh, Gambit you know, he was a pretty popular character, and Marvel was putting out a bunch of miniseries at this time. Uh, most of them focused around the X- X-Men line, and I was picking up many of them. Also, X-Men Unlimited 3, uh, Sabretooth, this is a story featuring Sabretooth, where he comes to stay at the X-Mansion to be cured of, of his uh, evil tendencies or of his killing uh, spree and his killing frenzy. Um not necessarily a huge issue in terms of what was going on, but I remember at the time it being pretty big because Sabretooth was going to at least live at the mansion, if not, well, he wasn't going to join the X-Men, but he was going to live at the mansion, and this was the issue that did that. It had some Mike McCone, early Mike McCone art on it. DC was going through one of their events. They were wrapping up Bloodlines with two issues, uh, two issues uh, called Bloodbath, Bloodbath number one and two. 
obviously very image inspired where all of their annuals leading up to this were featuring, <laughs> trying to feature these new characters in hopes that they would, uh, you know, become popular. It, it kind of feels like what they were, what they did after metal with new age of heroes. Um, although, you know, those characters actually lasted, <laughs> um, some of these characters out of bloodlines barely even lasted, you know, more than a couple months. Uh, this was by Dan Raspler. The first issue had art by Bill Willingham and Chuck Wojcikowicz, and issue two was by Val Semix and Sal Valudo. Now, Vertigo also was doing their own crossover called The Children's Crusade. It had two bookend specials, just like Bloodlines. This was by Neil Gaiman and Chris Bacallo. Uh, there were all these children that disappeared from this town, and there were these two dead boy detectives that were trying to figure out what was going on. And they brought in some of the younger characters from some other vertical titles, such as Susie Linden from Black Orchid, Maxine Baker from Animal Man, Tim Hunter from Books of Magic, Dorothy Spinner from Doom Patrol, Teffy Holland from Swamp Thing, and others. And this was collected in the past, oh, maybe two, three years in a hardcover called Free Country. I can remember at the time, the Books of Magic annual, which was called Arcana, was really hard to find. And, uh, you know, so if you ever see it in the back issue bin, pick it up. I'm not saying it's valuable, but it could be just a tiny bit rare. All right, over in Malibu, we were getting first issues of new series. Uh, we had Sludge, number one, by Steve Gerber and Aaron Lepresti. That would run 12 issues. We had The Solution by James Hudnell. And Derek Robertson, that would last 17 issues. And Nightman, number one, by Steve Englehart and also Derek Robertson, and that would last 23 issues. Over at Image, Profit number one was released. He had already uh, appeared in Youngblood number two, but now he gets his own title. It only lasted 10 issues, and this first issue was by Rob Liefeld and Dan Panosian. So that wraps up our anniversary for 25 years ago. Let's jump finally to 50 years ago, October 1968. Here's a biggie. Marvel Superheroes 18, the first appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy by Arnold Drake and Gene Cologne, uh, Mickey Demio and Herb Cooper. This is Arnold Drake, the co-creator of the Doom Patrol. The year was 3007. And we got the characters of Charlie 27 from Jupiter, Martin X of Pluto, Major Vance Astro, the first Earthman to the stars, and Yondu. And they were trying to free the Earth once they met up uh, from the alien race called the Badoon in a story called Earth Shall Overcome. Now remember, this is 1968, right? So obviously the um, church... Him, we shall overcome. <laughs> At the end of the story, they even say, Earth shall overcome, Earth shall overcome, Earth shall overcome someday. I had to cringe a little bit about that when I read it. A um, couple things here. So Major Vance Astro, he's the first Earthman, Earthman to the stars. He said he's been alive for a thousand years. They say in the story that he's from 1988. But he then, you know, lasted a thousand years plus to reach the year 3007. So that's kind of interesting, right? They jumped 20 years from 1968 to 1988. Uh, Yondu is able to control 
one of his arrows because it's made of sound-sensitive metal. So he whistles and the arrow goes all over the place, just like the movie, which is something, you know what? I don't think I knew that that was part of his power set. I knew that he had a bow and arrow. I don't remember reading anything about him uh, whistling and controlling an arrow, but here it is in the very first appearance. So that little bit of the movie is not something that they came up with. It's something that the comics came up with. I did not know that. So, you know, that's kind of cool to find out. And of course, you had all that really great Gene Cologne artwork uh, on that first appearance. Okay, showcase number 79 was the first appearance of Dolphin, the character created, written, and illustrated by writer-artist J. Scott Pike, who was a good girl artist of the 50s and 60s. It was also edited by Dick Giordano. It was a story called The Fantasy at 14 Fathoms, and it's, you know, it's not a fantastic story, but it's just one of those it's almost like a mermaid story where a man, they're in a submarine, I think, they're searching for something and they come across Dolphin and she helps them find it and then she disappears at the end. So, um, There was a backup tale in this issue too featuring the origin of Aqualad, which I don't know if that was ever presented before. It's not his first appearance, but um, it is an origin, origin story where Aquaman finds him, sees that this young boy has purple eyes, and realizes that he's an exile of Atlantis. So that was kind of cool to see. Over at X-Men 51, 50 years ago, we had the first appearance of a character known as Eric the Red, which was really Cyclops in disguise, as he infiltrates a supervillain group. And because he's in a costume that has a mask, uh, Cyclops's optic blasts, instead of firing from his eyes, fire from his fingertips or from his hands. And that Eric the Red persona would be used uh, many times after. Also 50 years ago, Avengers 59, the first appearance of the identity of Yellow Jacket. This is by Roy Thomas, John Buscema, and George Klein. Uh, it's kind of funny, Yellow Jacket, as he, you know, comes on the scene and stops uh, a, a bunch of um, robbers or whatever. He says, and it's, my name is Yellow Jacket. One word and no hyphen here. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so the Avengers don't know who this is. He breaks into Avengers Mansion and the Wasp has an idea of who it might be. And the cliffhanger of this episode is her saying, I know who Yellow Jacket is. He's the man I'm going to marry. And then we find out in the next issue, uh, because there is a wedding and it's interrupted in grand old Marvel style by the Ringmaster and the Circus of Crime, that Yellow Jacket is really Hank Pym, who is dealing with a bout with schizophrenia because some experiment that he was working on went wrong and he became this aggressive um, personality and he created a new identity for himself named the Yellow Jacket. But as of Avengers 59, we weren't really sure who it was. Um, so that's kind of an interesting little tidbit in Avengers history. Next up, we have Brave and the Bold 81 featuring Batman and the Flash. This is a story by Bob Haney and Neil Adams and Vince Coletta featuring the first appearance of Bork. <laughs> Carl Bork. 
who was just this random guy who realized that he was invulnerable and then went on a, you know, a crime spree and he went up against Batman and Batman was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get help. Somebody's got to figure out what's going on. So the Flash is called upon to use his, uh, police skills to go find out how this character was invulnerable. And then everything wraps up in one issue. Now, the more interesting thing about this character is that he wouldn't be seen for another 34 years when Kurt Busiek brought him into a comic called The Power Company. So Kurt Busiek dug through DC continuity and found this random character. Now, in his original appearance, he was human, but with The Power Company, he turns into some kind of creature. And again, I'm not real certain about his origin story, but... Uh, yeah, Kurt Busiek dusted him off and brought him into the Power Company, which also included Josiah Power and a Manhunter clone, Skyrocket, Witchfire, Sapphire, Striker Z, and later Firestorm. Firestorm joined the team for a little bit. So 50 years ago, the first appearance of Bork, a character who is, you know, probably a, 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 a TZ list character, you know, way, way, way back. And he became, you know, a G character, an H character, not really an A or B or C. Uh, so I thought that's kind of cool that uh, um, he first appeared 50 years ago. All right, just a few more here. Randomly, Adventure Comics Volume 1, 375 was the first appearance of the Wanderers with, within the Legion uh, continuity. And Our Army at War was celebrating its 200th issue. All right, that's it. That's it for this month for Timeline Tuesday. As I said, leave me some feedback or send me an email. I, I'm always appreciative of that. And um, you can listen to the show not only through iTunes, but through Android and Google, Google Podcasts and also Stitcher. You should be able to find the feeds in, in any of those places. For this week, there will be a new Legion Project episode out, episode 12, taking a look at the Legion of Superheroes Baxter Run issue number 12. This was supposed to be our anniversary back in September, and you know what? We totally recorded it in time. We could have released it in September, but it's all my fault. I just couldn't get it edited, and I just couldn't get it edited. And I was moving out of South Philly at the time and then just sat on it for a while. But I finally got it done, and when you listen to it, you know, it's going to talk about, we did it, we we recorded, and we're going to release this episode in September, and we never did. It's, again, totally my fault. My fault. We were on time. But anyway, that is our anniversary episode for the Legion Project. So a new Legion Project, Heroes in Crisis, issue number two, comes out this week, so you're going to get another breakdown episode for that event. And I'm going to continue looking at the Titans TV show over on the Tower podcast, which you can find here on the Daily Rios feed, or if you do a search for the Daily Rios or the Daily Rios Presents, you should find the dedicated Tower feed if you just want that, um, if you just want that podcast. All right, this has been the Daily Rios episode 439 for Tuesday, October 30th. Have a safe Halloween. Talk to you soon.